Hey everybody, Dr. Trevor Cates. Welcome to the Spot Actor Podcast. I'm so excited to have with me today Dr. Donnie Wilson as my guest. We're going to be talking about stress and adrenal function and, and how to balance your adrenals and manage your stress a little bit better. I'm, I'm getting ready to do a live event this weekend, a little bit, a little bit stressed about it. So she's going to give me some personal tips so that so that that I can learn and you can learn too. So Donnie, why don't you start by telling everybody a little bit about about yourself, your training, and where you practice. So I go by Donnie, Dr. Donnie, and I'm a naturopathic doctor, and I live on Long Island and practice also in Manhattan and, and in Greenwich, Connecticut, so that's where I live, but I really help people all over the country. I'm, I consider myself an expert in stress and how stress affects us and what we can do to help our, ourselves stay well even though we're stressed, because the thing is, is that we know we can't eliminate all stress. It's always going to be there in some way. It's not even good to try to eliminate all stress because some of stress is good for us. So it's about how to choose our stress wisely and how to support ourselves so that we can be healthy and happy even though we've got some stress around. You're doing this an amazing event. You want to do that. It's exciting. It's fun. You're giving and sharing your knowledge. So you're going to want that kind of stress. We just got to help you get through it in a supportive way. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's start by talking about what happens when we're stressed. There's acute mm-hmm. stress, there's chronic stress. So mm-hmm. what tell us the, what happens physiologically with the body. Because I think a lot of times people are like, oh, stress management. I mean, whatever. It's, it's, just, it's just stress. Yeah. But it really does impact our body in a big way. It really does. You know, I've been studying stress and how it affects us for about 20 years. And it just became a big interest of mine for several reasons from stresses in my own life. I found myself after naturopathic medical school and becoming a midwife, I was completely depleted by stress. And so I had to learn how to recover myself and through that have learned how to help um, thousands of people recover too. And so what I learned when I looked at the research about stress is that we our main stress hormone is cortisol and then we also have adrenaline. Both cortisol and adrenaline are made by the adrenal glands. And the adrenal glands are here above our kidneys. Cortisol is a normal, natural hormone. We, sh- we want it. We want it to be high in the morning and then gradually decreasing through the day. So it wakes us up in the morning, and by the time we're ready to go to sleep, it should be low. So that's the normal cortisol. And what happens is when we're stressed, that cortisol responds. Our bodies, I call it, we have a stress radar. It's like our bodies are constantly observing our environment, our light, our noises around us, even the toxins, even the foods we eat. Everything around us, our body's going to pick up on, and it's going to shift the cortisol and adrenaline levels appropriately so that we can respond to stress. Because we, we want our stress response to help us, right, so that you can be thinking and responding. The problem is when we're exposed to stress constantly in so many forms, not just emotional stress, but lack of sleep or too much sugar or toxins in our environment or even toxins in our skincare can cause our cortisol and adrenaline to just get out of whack, get out of sync. And so then it starts affecting us in a negative way. And what the studies show and this is how I break it down to keep it simple, is that cortisol affects four major systems in our bodies. It affects our digestion, 
So a lot of people can relate to that when you feel really stressed. Sometimes you're like, you, you feel like you can't digest your food. You might get reflux. You might get even stomach ulcers because stress makes us not digest very well. The other system that gets affected by stress is our immune system. So a lot of times people get sick, right? When you're really stressed, you get a cold. You're like, why did I get a cold now? Well, it's because the stress lowered your immunity and you got sick. So stress affects our immune system. The third thing is it affects all the other hormones in our bodies. Thyroid, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, insulin, you name it. Every hormone is thrown off when the cortisol's off. So to me, it's cortisol is such a central hormone. That means that if we help balance the cortisol, everything else gets better. And before I forget, the fourth system that gets affected is the nervous system. So the nervous system is like mood and focus and energy and sleep. All of our neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine and GABA. So if stress affects us in those four ways, digestion, immune, hormones, and nervous system, it's no wonder that when we're stressed, we don't feel well, right? We start to feel tired all the time. Our, it affects our skin too, of course, because we're not going to be, our immune system's going to be off, our hormones are going to be off, our digestion's off. So sometimes the first place you notice that you're stressed is because you notice it on your skin. For some people, that's it. Maybe eczema acts up, rosacea, acne. For some people, that's their first stress signal instead of the digestion. Um, other people, it's that they're not sleeping well or that they're getting headaches or they're feeling anxious. But we can look at those symptoms as that's the indication that stress is starting to affect you. Now we just have to find out what's happening with your cortisol because it could be too high, it could be too low, the adrenaline could be too high or too low, but we can fix all that. That's fixable. Right, right, absolutely. And I you know, it's so funny as you're listing all those things, I'm thinking, okay, I can I can feel that on all of those all of those levels. All of the above, all <laughs> four. All yeah, four. all the and I have my little tricks, you know, my, my my meditation, my breath work. I mean, I think that there's a certain amount of stress and I mean I know this is just a, a mm -hmm. weekend event, so it's not like I'm doing this all the time. But I mean I think that there are things that we can do to adjust and adapt. So I've been doing some of that, yeah. but before we go into how to address it. Let's yeah. talk about how to test. Yes. Because I think the way you mentioned about cortisol and that's varying times of the day, I think is really important because going in and getting blood work done and just getting cortisol mm -hmm. on your blood work isn't going to mm -hmm. give you a ton of information. So explain to people why that is and it's, what's a better testing option. It's so important. It's so important. And I um, always recommend this with the people that I work with and in my books as well is that it's so important to actually have these levels tested. And it's not something you're going to hear about at the regular doctor's appointment. They might test cortisol in the blood, but then it's only the first, you know, usually the beginning of the day. And the blood levels just show you a quick look at your levels. What we want to know is much more fine-tuned than that because we want you to feel your best. So we want to know exactly what is your cortisol, not just in the morning, but the middle of the day, the evening, and your bedtime so that we can see, is it a little too high, a little too low, a lot too high, a lot too low? And then I guide people through a process of rebalancing it because um, we can use nutrients and herbs to do that. Plus, some of these uh, sort of stress-reducing activities that we can talk more about. Also, there's a ton of research on the things you can do to help correct your cortisol levels. But once I see those results, it's going to be a different herb. Like, you know, for a lot of times people will think, okay, I'm stressed. I'm going to go get an adrenal or cortisol supportive product. 
But if you don't know what your cortisol is, you might be taking the herb for the wrong situation. You know, if your cortisol is too high, that's a different treatment than if your cortisol is too low. So it's, I definitely encourage you to get the test done because it's making a big difference. And I, it's also possible to measure adrenaline levels. We can measure adrenaline in urine. And by knowing that, you can even get that much closer to understanding how stress affects you. I call it your stress fingerprint because the way stress affects each of us is so different. It's determined partly by our genetics and partly by our stress exposure throughout our lifetime. So it's really individualized and it's better to know for you how stress affects you. So then you can give your body the right support. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, so with the test, I also noticed that, that the blood test, mm -hmm. that even when I have people do the saliva test, the yeah. test throughout the day, and I have yeah. the, and they've already done like the morning blood test, it says yeah. it's normal. It says it's normal. Yeah. But the way I think about it is when they're doing a blood test for cortisol, they're really looking for is your is your cortisol way too high or way too low which is there's medical conditions called Cushing's and Addison's so that's important information but you might not have Cushing's or Addison's and still not have optimal cortisol and so with you're saying yeah when we test it throughout the day we either use saliva or urine and though because those are easier to collect multiple times a day and so we can really see and we're really using it as an optimization of health versus trying to diagnose Cushing's or Addison's disease. Right, and so what we want is more optimal levels. Like you said, mm -hmm. you want it to be higher, cortisol to be higher in the morning and then lower mm -hmm. at night. And so I think that there are certain signs that people might be really looking for to know if they, mm -hmm. they should test, right? Mm -hmm. what, are, what are some signs that, that the adrenals are uh, out of balance, that, that cortisol either are too high or too low? The... The three symptoms areas that I see most common, um, first one is anxiety. So if you're, it's really common to start to feel like you're just anxious all day or your mind is racing when you're trying to go to sleep, that anxiousness can tell you that the cortisol could be off and we should do these kinds of tests. The second one is if your sleep is off. Like if you find you're awake at night and it's hard to fall asleep or you're waking up through the night, that's another sign that your cortisol could be off. And then the third is fatigue. If you're like waking up tired or you're tired partway through the day or you're tired all day long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the, so if, if you're, especially if you're noticing any of those three, for sure get it tested. But as I said, it, it, it might not show those ways. It might just show on your skin. It might mm -hmm. just, you just, some people will say to me, I just don't feel myself. Right, and then there's also the the weight gain too, weight. right? The, around the midsection, right? Yeah, it definitely can that, happen. Um, mm -hmm. And that's more in people because some people they just drink more coffee, right? Right, and then they'll take sleep meds, and and so they're just powering through it. Yeah, and so then what they notice is the skin stuff and and the weight for, from what I noticed. Absolutely, and then they come and see see me for that, right? So they come and see me for that. Um, so it's what w explain mm -hmm. why that happens? Well. And I think it's a really good point that we're kind of taught to try to push through our stress, you know, like to be sort of superheroes to stress as if and try to be invincible to stress. But the fact is we live in human bodies and our bodies are, we don't, we are not going to be invincible. We need to accept that and, and really learn to be, I call it resiliency to stress. So in my new book, The Stress Warrior, I talk a lot about how to create resiliency to stress 
And, um, and part of that is just knowing how stress affects you and then being able to help it um, from there. But um, let's see, what were you asking me? Well, ex explain it. Like for skin. Oh, for skin, yeah. You know, it's, it's Why in is that? inflammation. I think the cortisol yes. triggers inflammation. It also triggers yes. the hormonal imbalances. It goes into the digestion. All And all of those things are big root causes behind skin issues. But exactly. really a big part of it is the pro-inflammatory you know, response. So I call that yes. skin inflammation, that internal uh, inflammation that shows up on the I skin. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's so true. You know, cortisol... I think it increases inflammation for several reasons. I mean, by the time it throws off our digestion, then we start being more reactive to our foods, which is more likely to create inflammation. It cortisol throws it makes our insulin not work well, so then our blood sugar is higher, and that creates more inflammation and weight gain. And and so yeah, it's I think that you know the way you're saying that is very true. That it's no wonder that we see inflammation on our skin and weight gain. And, and we're, we should be thinking, okay, what's my cortisol up to? Because that means that if we correct the cortisol, I call it multitasking. We can actually start solving the weight, solving the skin, and solving the digestion and everything else just by addressing the cortisol. And this is going back to addressing the root cause, right? Mm -hmm. As naturopathic physicians, we both strongly believe in addressing the root cause rather than using a Band-Aid approach and covering mm -hmm. up suppressing symptoms, trying to find out what's going on because... And when you find out those root causes and you address those, mm -hmm. then you can help the body in so many ways. Rather than just mm -hmm. getting rid of one symptom, you can you can help support the body. And this is also about longevity and living healthy and changing our genetic expression. It's so true. By the time you've corrected your cortisol, maybe at first you're thinking of your skin and your weight. But by the time you fix that, you've also you're also preventing diabetes, heart disease, dementia. And you're just, like you say, longevity, you're going to live longer because you're optimizing the hormones that are communicating all over your body. So it's, to me, it's it's huge. And that's why I write about it and talk about it all the time. <laughs> all right. Okay. So let's talk about now, now that we've talked about what it is, what, you know, what are the symptoms, how mm -hmm. to test for it, how do you address it? Well, I break it down into something I call care or self-care, which hopefully makes it easy to remember, right? So it's like just remembering to get in your self-care, which sometimes is hard because, again, we're taught not to take care of ourselves, which was a race through the day and not do self-care. But if you think of it as how can I get my self-care? So care stands for, the C is for clean eating, which, of course, you love to talk mm -hmm. about clean eating. Yes, so, <laughs> so it's all about the clean eating that you talk about, the organic foods, the choosing foods that are not inflammatory, that don't disrupt your blood sugar, that are just healthy, whole foods that help our body stay healthy. So that kind of clean eating. I don't know if you want to say, if you have other, your oh, Trevor yeah. clean eating <laughs> is perfect. As a clean plate, part of the clean skin from within. Yep, for clean, sure. Yep. Go with C for clean plate. Go for that. And then the A is for adequate sleep. So it's amazing how we, when we get enough sleep, that's our stress recovery time. So I, I'm one who, um, I tend to put a lot of things on my to-do list. And so sometimes I think, oh, but sleep, I'm doing nothing. I can't, I don't have time to do nothing. But what I've really learned when I researched street sleep, because I just um, wrote a book called The Natural Insomnia Solution. And when I researched sleep, I saw how much our bodies are actually doing while we sleep. So try to shift that 
uh, mindset about sleep and remind yourself how you have to get in bed and try to sleep at least seven and a half hours because your body has a lot to do. It's got, it does a whole brain clean out and it also helps skin directly, but that's when we get our stress recovery. So adequate sleep is huge and that's for A. And then the R in care is for reducing stress. So bringing in stress-reducing activities. And I encourage you to choose activities that you already enjoy. There may be things you do already automatically. If it's um, taking your dog for a walk like I know you do. We did. We did that this morning. Yes. (laughs) You know, um, spending time with animals is known to help with stress recovery and exercise is known for to help. Um, So is gardening, journaling, listening to music. These all these things that sometimes we feel like we don't have time for, but actually we are they're essential. And so, if you haven't been having time for these stress reducing activities, I encourage you to even just start by putting a reminder in in either whether your phone or your watch that says to you even every hour, stand up, take a walk around, take a few deep breaths. It's just sort of you have to teach yourself to build in that stress reducing time and it may start with a minute of every hour and then you might be able to actually schedule it in as like hey I'm going to get up and take a half hour walk I'm going to do meditation for 10 minutes you know or whatever that activity is that either you're curious about or that you enjoy bring those into your day-to-day experience mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely Okay. Yeah, and the E. And the, the, e, e yeah. the E for care is exercise. So, um, you know, whatever that is for you. Now, if you're just starting off, start slow. You don't have to be running five miles or anything like that. Start with five minutes, and that could be just stretching. It could be taking a walk. It could be learning something. My favorite is Pilates. I was saying to you how much I'm loving Pilates. Mm-hmm. Um, but find an exercise or a variety of different exercises that help you because we know that exercise can help with stress recovery. Just don't overdo it because too much stress, like most anything, if we do too much, it can become a stress. So it's a matter of what's the right amount of exercise for you. So there you go. Care, clean eating, mm-hmm. adequate sleep, reducing stress activities, and exercise. Okay, what can you give us uh, some sleep tips? Because yeah. that is a tricky thing. I mean, I, I woke up last night going, Why? I don't usually have difficulty sleeping, but I woke up facing thoughts. Oh my gosh, I've got to do this. And, yeah. Oh, I don't want to forget. I've got to call this person. i got to remind this person of this. i got to bring this thing. So that's um, your stress talking yeah. to you. So mm-hmm. it could have been cortisol up. Mm-hmm. It could have been adrenaline up. You know, or maybe like, both. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's when, so then you just kind of, First off is just realizing that. Take a breath and accept, okay, this is this is my body. It's trying to help me with the stress that's going on. So certainly then you can do some things like, because I think once we have an awareness, we can kind of set it aside a little bit instead of it completely overwhelming us. Because sometimes then if you wake up in the night, the tendency is then to stress about not sleeping. You know, then you're like, oh my gosh, I got to sleep and now I'm not going to sleep. So <laughs> try to catch yourself first and say, okay, this makes sense. So then you could... Um, take a few deep breaths. I would probably get up and maybe even go get a little protein to eat because when you're more stressed, you might be burning through your um, calories faster. So you might need to go like get a little protein shake um, and maybe take you could take a supplement that helps with calming your nervous system and your cortisol. Like, I took some melatonin last night. There you go. So she took some melatonin to kind of help mm-hmm. her body, remind your body that it's yeah. time to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, I might take some GABA supportive, you know, either theanine or there's some other um, supplements that help support GABA because GABA 
is our, I call it our stress buffer. If we don't have enough GABA, we don't have enough buffer to stress and the st stress starts affecting us more. So we can support the GABA certainly with stress reducing activities but also with things like theanine, phenylbutyric acid or there also are supplements that actually contain GABA and so you can go take that and give yourself some stress, some buffer to the stress. Mm -hmm. um, I might also take some 5-HTP because it supports serotonin and um, or a product that has all of those in one um, that like uh, one of my sleep support products has those all in one so you just go hey let me just support my Can sleep. I take that tonight too? Yes <laughs> of course oh, we're going to get you through this weekend. <laughs> Yay. Okay yeah. great. Um, all right so when it comes to adrenals mm -hmm. what are some of the nutrients and herbs you think are particularly helpful for for supporting the adrenal function. Okay, so in my, um, I'm calling it a stress warrior program or stress recovery program, um, it's, it's, I think of it in three phases. So the first phase is to remove whatever stresses we can. So we've talked about that, removing mm -hmm. foods that we can, trying to decrease whatever stresses you can, but accept there's gonna be some stress. Step two is what you're referring to, which is let's rebalance and restore. So we gotta get our cortisol back to where we want it. Now, if you, if you have high cortisol, like say at night, your cortisol's high when it should be low, I would be thinking of first nutrient would be phosphatidylserine because there's a lot of research to show how phosphatidylserine can help drop the cortisol levels. Helps, it basically helps remind your brain that it doesn't need to be making so much cortisol. And then there's a lot of herbs to choose from. There's ashwagandha, there's an herb called banaba leaf, and there's also magnolia root. So you, I usually start with one and just see what works best for you. So if you know you might want to go through a couple different herbs and combinations until you find, hey, this actually is helping my cortisol calm down. Once we get you out of stress mode, I call that stress mode when you're like, you know, the adrenaline's going, the cortisol's going, and you're just like, ah, buzzing. Once we get out of stress mode, then we can do the stress recovery of cortisol if it's too low in the morning when it should be high. Then we want to use, we call them adaptogenic herbs, um, herbs that help get the cortisol back to optimal. And those might be herbs like licorice, rhodiola, um, holy basil. Um, these are herbs that can help boost your, help your adrenal glands make more cortisol again because we'd rather if we can support our bodies to do it themselves. I mean, there are options where you can get actual formulas that have um, either glandular adrenal or cortisol in them. So that's a possibility if we really need to fill in for your adrenals. But my first preference is let's try herbal approaches and nutrients first. The nutrients that help the cortisol would be the B vitamins, vitamin C, um, you know, so you, you often will see those in an adrenal formula that are going to help your adrenals do their job right and make the cortisol again. Mm -hmm. And then there are other, there are other herbs and nutrients that help lower high cortisol levels, right? Yeah, there are so many. Mm -hmm. There's, there really are. There's, and it's, it's amazing when you think about it, how here we are using nature to actually correct our cortisol levels. What are some of your favorites that you're thinking of? Well, you know, there's one supplement that I that I oftentimes will take if I feel like my cortisol levels are up too high, and that's Cortisol Manager. Yeah. And I know there are a lot of great nutrients and herbs and it, in it. Mm -hmm. And it has okay. a phosphatidylserine, mm -hmm. and it has magnolia root. Mm -hmm. and, and so those are the ones that help just tell your brain, okay, you don't need to make so much cortisol right now. Calm down. Get out right. of stress mode. 
So you might use cortisol manager in the bedtime. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. in, if you have low cortisol in the morning, you might use a completely different yeah. set of herbs, you know, the B vitamins, the vitamin C, maybe rhodiola, mm-hmm. and, um, and, you know, to support the cortisol in the morning. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's doable once you know what you need to do. But I wouldn't assume because some people mm-hmm. have a high cortisol in the morning. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the things that I noticed with, with my patients is that some people, uh, there when you test, some yeah. people you know are just barely starting to shift. So maybe yeah. their cortisol is down a little bit. There yeah. you know they're it's sort of like it. They show you usually on a graph at least one yes. of the tests that I use. So there's this graph and like so it's supposed to be high in the morning and then it starts to get lower and then lower as you get throughout the day. And then so some people then it just it just sort of everything just sort of shifts like yes. so it's a little bit lower and then everything just kind of is more of a gradual almost design. like a flat line. And then yeah. there are some people that are completely flat and then yes. some people are actually opposite. Uh-huh. So they're completely low at cortisol in the morning and then their body's making it high at night. I was so curious about this a while back that I did a study of um, 127, mostly women. Mm-hmm. And because I was like, is there is there just like three or four possibilities? And actually when I did this study of 127 women, there was like 28 different possible scenarios. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting. So that's when I said... We can't just guess. Yeah. We have to test mm-hmm. because otherwise you don't know. You, and and then you have at your fingertips this ability to really get yours right where you want it. Yeah. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. And you can go somewhat based upon symptoms and then there are yes. some herbs that are adaptogenic like you said so they can kind of help adjust either way. But to really get the best results, it's best to test. So to do that, then looking for a naturopathic physician or functional medicine doctor who can yes. do these specialty labs, it's not something that most MDs will be able to to run because it's something you have to, to you know, do a test, you collect at home, at send home. it in, and um, and then the doctor gets the results. So yeah. Yeah, make sure you ask before you go and see somebody for this because it's um, it is a specialty yeah. lab. It is, and it's a it, you. They usually want someone who's been working with this for a while mm-hmm. because it then they can really guide you carefully. But what I find is when we do this, when patients start to see the results and they mm-hmm. see the difference when they address it, you start to learn your body. You start to learn what is my stress type, what's my stress fingerprint, how can I just know if I have a big stress going on, here's what I need to do to get back to balance. And that's about this resiliency, becoming a, what I call becoming a stress warrior. You become this person who's able to stay stay healthy and bounce back from stress quickly and 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 you know be able to enjoy everything that you want to be able to do and feel good mm-hmm. absolutely so uh you know can we do like a little breathing exercise yeah let's do it. Lead, lead us through a little something sure. Okay. Sure. okay sure let's do it okay you guys are ready i think i can use this right now okay, this <laughs> i'm gonna say that like well, i got one eye that's like not open all the way because i'm so tired okay but and then like you're seeing us do kind of sit up sit up in your chair and put your feet on the floor and you can close your eyes if you want and and yeah this is something you can do anytime anywhere really um so and you can just I think a lot of this is just kind of getting back connected with your body. So much of the time we're thinking of a million things. So just bring your thoughts to your awareness of your breath. So you can breathe in and kind of get a feel for that. Feel your chest expanding. And then you you can then just let it go and breathe out. Get that at first that feeling. 
And maybe the second time, when you breathe in, even feel your chest expanding. Feel You might even feel your breath coming into your belly. And you can, you can even hold it at the full breath for a second if you feel comfortable with that. And then gradually let it exhale and let the breath come out. And you feel, feel how that feels in your body. And you start to, uh, if you notice thoughts coming in, just let them go. Just go, oh, that's interesting. There it goes. And focus back to your breath. How does that feel? Where the breath is coming in and filling your body. You're bringing in this oxygen. You're bringing in this calmness. And then you're breathing out. And you, as you breathe out, you can even think of letting things go. Feel like you're just present with your body. And you can even start to become more aware of other parts of your body. How do, your, how do you feel with your feet on the floor? And as you continue doing the breathing in and out, how does it feel with your, in your legs? In, your, in the middle part of your body as you breathe in. How do your arms feel? And even thinking of your neck and your head, feeling light, feeling calmness. Hmm. And you can make a sound if you like. <laughs> Sometimes that helps to even just, ah, let's let it go. <sighs> Why do we forget to breathe? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. You're stretching your neck. Yeah. You can open your it makes, eyes. It like, makes me think of like when I get back in touch with my body, I'm like, oh, I feel some tightness here. I, should, I could do some stretching. I have to get a massage on Monday. Yeah, <laughs> and you and you. and it's amazing how even that short period of time, you create so much more awareness for yourself. It's called We call it mindfulness. Um, it's a form of mindfulness where you're becoming mindful of your own body and your own self. And what the studies show is even if you do that for like that minute that we did, it actually helps increase your productivity, your focus, your energy. So notice now that you've done it, how you feel going forward and, and see if you want to bring that into your day. Yeah. More often. Thank you, Donnie. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, Dr. Donnie, tell everybody where they can find you, how they can find out more about you. Okay, well, you can you can go to just drdoni.com. That's um, my website is at drdoni.com. But I also have a special um, page. It's the stresswarriorbook.com. And stresswarriorbook.com, you can get um, a copy of the Stress Warrior book for free it's my gift for you and you can also get my seven day stress reset for free so I will guide you each day through a video series where I help you implement care activities so please join me over there I'd love to I'd love to have you come all right great thank you for that Donnie You're welcome. and so well thank you so much for coming on so today Donnie just being here in person this is for, for my event this is great um so to, to we'll have those links to Dr. Donnie's website and what she just talked about we'll have those links at thespadoctor.com just go to the podcast page with our interview and you'll find all the information and links there while you're there I invite you to join the Spot Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows and if you haven't taken the skin quiz yet, you can go to theskinquiz.com, find out what your skin might be trying to tell you about your health. Maybe there's stress involved in that. So just go to theskinquiz.com. I also invite you to and, and join me on social media, on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and join the conversation. And I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor Podcast.